1: Hello and welcome to the Rams Talk podcast preview show. Uh, this week, obviously, we're previewing a Tuesday night game. Um, so for those who are listening, uh, is a quick turnaround for ourselves at Rams Talk. Um, so um, I am joined by a very, very special guest who is going to talk all things Blackpool with me. Um, just before I go uh, and introduce uh, him to you, um, we are um, very, very thankful um you probably have heard it in the last couple of pods, but we have uh, made the finals for the Football Content Awards um, and we will be going up to Liverpool to see if we can actually bring it home um, and back to Derby. Um, we are pleading, um, not not to, to the full extent as before, but we are pleading for your assistance um, so that all links for, for voting and helping us out and will be in all the pods um, and all the descriptions and it's also on our socials. Um, but less about that and more about my guest. Um, I've got Amos from the Blackpool Gazette um, here tonight, who's going to talk all things
2: Blackpool with me. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, mate. How about yourselves? Congratulations on the nomination.
1: Oh, thank, thanks so much. Um, it's we uh, probably only been going a year, so um, we're, we're, uh, we're, we're very much thankful for everyone's support. It's been great. We're all enjoying it. And yeah, uh, if if the football on the pitch could be uh, as as good as what we're as going on with Ramstalk, then I think we'd be swimming. But it's been a bit inconsistent. Um, and I think just looking at the table, it's been a similar story with Blackpool, hasn't it?
2: Yeah, it's very much so start of the season. You know, you, you go from the highs of the beat Wigan two one, his time goal, fantastic atmosphere, and then following week lose two 0 away to Wickham. That's been followed by a fantastic win against Reading. So, yeah, very up and down at the moment. Depends on whether they playing home and away, it seems. But, yeah, the signs where that it can get better, but also signs that it can maybe stay the same. So, it would be interesting a few months.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you look at, um, as you say, you mentioned um, the Blackpool, um, Reading fixture. I mean, 4 um, 1 is a, a massive result. I appreciate Reading are going through a bit of a turmoil at the moment, but still, it's a scalp. Um, and then you look at um, a Wickham 2 0 defeat. That inconsistency um, is very much what we've seen um, from Derby at the moment. Um, I mean, what would you put just those two results in particular down to in terms of? the way Blackpool turned up, was it very much um, a different type of style that uh, maybe hampered yourselves with Wickham being very different from Reading um, and you kind of exploiting Reading's weaknesses or or what do you really put those two results down to?
2: Well, Neil Critchley likes playing at a very defensive system. It's uh, two wing backs, three at the back and sometimes, you know, it clicks and it can work perfectly like it did against Reading where on the counter-attack, the two wine men, really had joy, against Wickham, I don't think it was just the system, it was the fact that I just don't think there was at this intensity from the start, it was a bit slow up the Mark and Wickham took full advantage, so maybe a mixture of things, but yeah, Blackpool do like to keep the ball, they do like that defensive structure, and like I say, when it works, it's really effective, but when it don't, they can find themselves on the back foot.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you look at um, your early game against us um, at Pride Park, I mean, it's probably the one game this season where uh, fans came away. We talked about it on the pod where we well and truly just were played off the park. Um, And when you look at your results from then on. Um, you, you've picked up a couple of decent wins. I mean, Wigan, you beat them. We we obviously dropped points against them. Um, it's Gabe Balro, yes, it's in the the, the uh, Football League trophy, but it's still a win. Um, and then you go into a, a defeat at uh, Wickham where it's 2-0. You haven't really um, obviously made that a threat on goal. Uh, in your other games, you're free scoring. I mean, when you look at that Wickham... One in particular, that's the one that Derby fans are going to probably put a little bit of hope on. <laughs> I mean, you dominated the ball um, from just looking at the stats. You 64% possession on um, on one, th- one that I'm reading here. I mean, was it just, it just the bad day at the office? It just wasn't going to happen uh, from minute one to minute 90 or, or what What, what, what went on there?
2: Yeah, it was one of those games. Uh, they just weren't fully out of the races. So we yeah, had problem scoring in previous games. We so had a few... Nil-nils, uh which were obviously very fun to report on. But, yeah, I think finding back of the net has been a problem at times for them. And that was certainly the case against Wickham. And, yeah, they had a bit of misfortune. They had a goal that was ruled offside that weren't on the replay. But at the same time, they could have no complaints about the result. It was fully deserved. Mm. They weren't with it. Wickham were far better. And in the second half, Wickham just managed the game well. And Blackpool were yeah. still struggling to find a way
1: through? Yeah, I mean, when you look at, um, as I say, you've got three wins so far this season, three draws, two defeats. Um, and you mentioned there where you've got scoring issues. I mean, you've got eight goals in the league, seven conceded. It, it's quite there, isn't it? It's, it's quite parallel. Um, and it's probably there where you're, where you probably come unstuck in games. I mean, mid-table, 14th, is that a poor start to the season for Blackpool standards?
2: Well, of course, having just come down from the Championship, the fans would have been hoping for better. Obviously, Neil Critchley probably would have hoped for a better start. But it's still quite a close table. You know, the playoffs, the top three, the top two, sorry, aren't too far away. So it's not the end of the world. If you compare it to Critchley's last start, then it's a, vast, a great improvement. Last time he took over in League One, you know, I can't remember. it was a very slow start. It was well up the boil. So this is an improvement. There's plenty of time to go. So yeah, it's probably disappointing. They would have hoped for brighter periods in some of the games, but still plenty of time. Same with Derby. You know, plenty of time for the tournament to be set this season. I think everyone's had similar starts. Only one or two who really set the bar high.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you look at the the, the league, we're very much, you say, early stages. I mean, Derby. Are three points off the playoffs and um, six points off top. That's how close it is so far. So a a couple of wins and a couple of results can do that. And I mean, Blackpool um, are the same in the same boat. Um, What are Blackpool's expectations, do you feel, this season? Obviously, looking at the squad, looking at Neil Critchley's vision and where, obviously, you've come down from the championship, is the aim, do you reckon and the way that the transfer market's panned out, to go straight back up? Or do you reckon it will be maybe a slower burner?
2: I think the club would like to bat themselves to go back up. I think maybe looking at the squad, playoffs would be the more likely destination again for them to achieve that. But yeah, if things go their way, there's no reason why Blackpool can't be around that top six and be fighting to go up. So I think a lot of fans would expect that as well. They'd be hoping... There's been some frustration in the other week, so maybe fans' expectations might have changed. <laughs> but I think that frustration does come from thinking they should be doing better than what they have. So, yeah, I think they'll they do have enough to be around the playoff places at the end of the year, and um, they've also got a couple of players who are still out injured. Cal Jones have come in for a good fee, and we get to see him. So, yeah, there's still if buts and so maybe's when, around. When well, when
1: you look at the squads as a whole, um, I mean, I mean, I'm just. I looked at, uh, funny enough, today while I was at work, I saw on on Twitter um, a name that I had not seen. I completely forgot he was still going, and, and you know which probably one I'm going to go with. Um, Karimoko Dembélé played today, uh, and it kind of sh- caught me off guard. It, I didn't realize you actually had him from uh, from Brest. I think it is in in France. I mean. Where's that signing come from? Because <laughs> the last time I remember was Celtic.
2: Yeah, it's one of those. It's, you have to sort of double-check when you saw the rumours, thinking, I remember this guy. Was, his name yeah. rings a bell. Yeah. It's like, like from Celtic all those years ago, where he was like, obviously, in all the national papers, this 13-year-old playing 120s football. And you think, yeah. wow, when you look, he's now 20. So a lot of time has passed from those days. So we've seen a glimpse of him so far. He played, he started against Barrow. And he's got a few cameos off the bench. But yeah, you can see, you can see why the hype was there when he was young. He's got that natural talent. We still have to see what he can actually do in League One and whether he can sort of match that physicality. But I think they're slowly bedding him in and see what he can actually do in the long term. F- things in France didn't go the way maybe he would have hoped. So this is a good chance for him to sort of reignite his career. And who knows, it could be talking about him uh, in good good form end of the season.
1: I mean, when you look at he's played today um, and today recording, we are a week out from the game um, just due to it being on a Tuesday night next week. Um, he's playing in an under-21s game. I mean, is he still getting that fitness back? Um, he's quite a way off of playing probably consistently within the first team.
2: Yeah, well, today Neil Critchie named quite a few first-team players in the, in the game, so... It was Preston's reserves as his well, quite a very strong Blackpool team to get that run out. So he got uh, probably got about an hour, seventy minutes under his belt. He got the same at Barrow and then I think it's about finding the right time to use him in the league properly. He came on against Wickham, but the game had gone by then pretty much. But he did look bright, you know, they were two 0 down, but he did have his bright moments. So yeah, he's still building that fitness for still trying to get him in tune with the rest of the
0: Picture the scene, all of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See
2: mcdonalds.com. The team, but once, it'll be interesting to see where they fit him in once he's actually ready. And I don't think it would be too far off, just about the right time, I think, for him.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you look at he's he's a player that's a household name in terms of social media, um, from when he was, as, as you mentioned, a, a, a young, uh, a young kid back in uh, Scotland. Um, but he complements um, some of the players you've got up there, Carl Joseph, Jordan Rhodes. I mean, you've got quite a lot of firepower going forward. Um, I mean, if you could put uh, one or two players in the spotlights who Derby fans have got to watch out for. Obviously, we have seen what your team can do at Pride Park early on this season, but um, who, who are the key threats that Blackpool um, could look to exploit Derby?
2: Well, you mentioned him then, Jordan Rhodes. Uh, it's no surprise just watching him the first few weeks with Blackpool why he's got so many goals in his career at this level. He seems to know where to be on the pitch, right place, right time, and he's just Yeah, I've seen it in the game against Reading. He can just score out of nothing, really. The ball lands Mm. to him. He just knows where to find the goal. So he's definitely a player to watch. Just about getting the service to him, really. He's making sure that consistently through a game, the ball is going up there to him. and He's worked well with a couple of different strike partners. Uh, Jake Beasley, who you will know, obviously, scored a brace against Derby. He played very well with him against Wigan, they were a very good duo up front. So that worked. But then against Wickham, Beasley was a bit quieter. So for the last game against Reading, things were changed. Uh Rhodes was up from with young Killian Kwasi, who's joined the club on a three after leaving Sutton. And them two looked really good. So I think Critchley's is still figuring out the best duo up front. you got Shane Lavery, who's recently come back from injury. So it'll be interesting to see how he picks things back up again. So, yeah, they are strikers there despite the goal problem. It's just about maybe fighting the players who complement each other best and then having that impact in the wide areas and in the midfield to get the ball to them at the right time.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you look at the Black, uh, the Reading uh, game in particular, I mean, I'm just looking at a couple of the play ratings. I mean, Jordan Rhodes stands out with his uh, with his hat trick. Um, but you, Your wide players, um, which I'm right, I don't know if I'm right in saying, you could correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, if you play a three at the back, so is that uh, are they wing backs more than so I've got Hamilton and Dale? Are they wingers um, out wides because um, both of them? I mean, 8.4 and 7.7 on this particular app that I'm looking at uh, obviously complemented a lot of threat for yourselves. I mean, are they massive players uh, in, in quite key positions in the formation you play?
2: I think they can be. It depends on the setup, really. Sometimes they are more defensive players who you get forward as more of the wing backs. But in some games, you do see them get forward more against Wigan during the game. They switched to a quarterback to let like CJ Hamilton attack so there is a things do change out there just depending on how the games are going who they're against but yeah it, it can be a really good position I think out wide has been where Blackpool fans have been frustrated most because maybe they've not got the threat down the wings that maybe they should have all season you know Hamilton against Reading and Wigan has been fantastic bombing forward getting balls into the box and then some other games you know he's struggled he's not been able to get in the game as much as he likes the other wing Differs obviously. Dale played there against Reading. You've seen Callum Connolly play there, who's a much more defensive player. So yeah, there is a bit of rotation there, and I think you probably do one bit more from them consistently going forward. But as seen, when Hamilton does get going, and on the other wing equally, you know it can be a real threat when you've got four attackers in the box.
1: Well, that's that's it. And and when you're doing, I mean, Reading in particular, you had 18 shots, six on target, four goals. I mean, that's exactly what you need. Um, and you were mentioning earlier um, in the pod um, that you were struggling um, early on in the season. So, I mean, have has he got finally um, the tune out of the attacking players um, that uh, Christie's probably been dying for in the early stages of this season?
2: But well, we'll have to wait and see. We're only uh, one game up from Wigan. So, I think the big thing for Critchley is backing up these wins. Against Wigan, obviously, you think, yeah, you're a good feel-good factor. You know, they've led the most of the match, conceded in the 89th minute and then won in stoppage time. You know, great excitement at Bloomfield Road after that. I'll follow it up with a EFL trophy win, but then the Wigan game. So, it's going to be a big one. You know, obviously, we don't know what's going to happen before Derby, but... You know, the ho- yep. Blackpool will be hoping to follow that up with another win this weekend, or at least a strong performance in Wickham. So yeah, that's a that's gonna be a very big thing, just backing up those results and doing it consistency. So, so you're not thinking, Oh, what's our problem here? Is it attack? Then going from one yeah. to another fine, it's not fine. Yeah. But they we have the good players there to be able to get the goals. So it's just about whether it all clicks.
1: I mean, yeah, you mentioned there um, you have got a pretty big fixture before us. Um, yeah, th- th- this week's probably a week of death for you guys. I mean, you've got Barnsley on Saturday um, at the time of recording. Um, we are currently 5th um, I've come off at the back of getting them um, back to good form. Um, they've been a bit inconsistent. Again, the same as everyone within this, uh, this season. I mean, Blackpool away at Barnsley. Um, what would you say from these two fixtures would be good results
2: uh, for Blackpool? I think if you go to Barnsley, get a draw and play well, I think a lot of fans will take that and then follow up with a win against Derby. A home win and a, an away point and a good away performance. I think four, four points from the two games would be pleasing. Of mm-hmm. course... Like anything, you on you on that six because if you get six points, <laughs> like you rock you up that table, and all of a sudden, you know you you're not, you forget like your problems. But I think two good solid displays against two tough opposition, if you come away four points from that. Then I think it's very pleasing. Obviously, Blackpool's got their waste troubles so far this year. They only got that one point from the opening three away game. So I think to get a win there would be nice. But mm. like I say, Barnsley they are. very good team we've seen what they can do when they're on it
1: yeah i mean when you look at um as i say your your next run in it's not easy um but when you see what consistency uh, consistency can do um it's massive within the division and a lot of teams seem to be struggling with that at the moment um and i think when you look at blackpool as a club um they're that sort of team that go between the championship league one but then in recent years, um, it's to say, it's been down to off the field um, things with the club. Um, and it's nice to see that I think you're at the back end of that, if I'm right in saying. It's now more healthy, it's stable off the pitch, if I'm right in saying.
2: Yeah, it feels much better than also the previous ownership, which was I think everyone remembers seeing that on team, the boycott with the fans not attending games and things like that. You know, So Blackpool are healthier now than what they were but you look across football it's like it's sad to see so much going on between obviously battle ownership it's just a continuous things you know it's you can't just put your finger on one club anymore maybe like you could in the past it's, it's happening everywhere so yeah i think clubs or fans are always sigh relief when you know we get out of the back end of that and just hope that it don't happen again mm
1: yeah i think uh like as i say it's nice to see both clubs both yourselves us um quite a few teams that find themselves now in uh the, the this division where they're finally seeing stability um just bringing it towards the end um i mean when you look at uh blackpool um as i say we didn't find um your our first meeting this season a nice one um you, you played us off the park um if Derby fans were going to find any joy um, coming up to uh, yourselves, um, what would you say at the present um, as it stands is the weakness that Derby might be able to exploit?
2: We mentioned if you can get Blackpool on a cold night where they're not scoring, if you can get that early goal, then I mean, it just changed the dynamic because if you can get bodies behind that ball and maybe not come out, then I mean, you can frustrate them. You know, we've seen it with Leighton Orient, Port Vale who drew 0-0 at Bloomfield Road. They came and just you know, put in a very solid defensive performance and mm. yeah, I think even frustrate them because I think Neil Critchy's mentioned it a few times, it's different dynamics now for his players to deal with. They've gone from last year in the championship where they're one of the weaker teams who you know it weren't a siege mentality coming to Bloomfield but now I think it's changed and teams do think right, come away from a point here and it's good. So yeah, I think yeah. you can you can hit them early and be defensively solid then. Yeah, you can challenge that attack, attack. Challenge that attack, then you could frustrate them.
1: And if uh, just uh, it's always the one thing we always ask: if you were going to put a score prediction on it for the fixture of what you're going with,
2: I'll go with two-one Blackpool. You
1: go- <laughs> I can't, I can't really say no against that. Um, I'll, I'll go two-one uh, Derby. I'll back them um, away from home. We've been good. Um, it's, I mean. A Tuesday night trip to Blackpool uh, isn't the nicest. I'm hoping the team stay over. Um, Any fans that do go, hats off to you. Um, I I can't make it, but um, I'm sure it would be a good good game to watch. Um, I really appreciate you coming on, Amos. Um, If any uh, Blackpool fans do manage to catch this, as well as Derby fans, where can everyone find
2: you? Oh, sorry. Uh, Yeah, uh, Blackpool Gazette, and then on Twitter and Instagram and other forms of social media under AMOS win. Brilliant, brilliant.
1: Brilliant. Uh, appreciate you coming on. Um, as I say, Derby fans, um, we are um, doing a preview for every uh, league fixture. Um, there'll be one coming out shortly um, for the Saturday game. And uh, as I say, find us on Apple, Spotify, your usual um, podcast uh, streaming platforms. We are um, on YouTube as well. Um, So if you do want to see uh, faces um, and put uh, names faces, you can do. Um, And as I say, a massive thank you um, for supporting us in our plea and uh, uh, quest to try and bring back a trophy back to Derby um, at the Football Podcast Awards. It'll be one that we haven't (laughs) had in a while. Um, So, and again, everything will be in the description below. Thank you, Amos.
2: Thanks for Man.